everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Beats Research Radio, a podcast and YouTube channel that aims to disseminate science and research to the community. My name is Nicole Chu, and I'll be your host on today's episode. Today, we are honored to be joined by Dr. Sophie LaRouge. Dr. LaRouge is a full professor in the Department of Mechanical Engineering at École de Technologie Supérieure and adjunct professor at the University of Montreal. She is also a principal scientist at the Chum Research Centre in Montreal, Quebec, and was the Canada Research Chair on Endovascular Implants and Biomaterials from 2008 to 2018. Dr. LaRouge's research focuses on the design and evaluation of novel biomaterials, surface coatings, and hydrogels for applications in vascular diseases, cell therapy, and tissue engineering. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. LaRouge. Hello, Nicole. Nice meeting you. Mm -hmm. We're so happy to have you on our channel. So to begin our conversation, can you please just give us a general overview of the main focus of your team's present research? Yeah, well, the main focus of my team is designing and evaluating uh, injectable biomaterial scaffolds uh, to improve minimally invasive uh, treatments. For example, as I said, we can discuss that later but uh, endovascular occlusion of blood vessels, cell therapy for uh, cancer treatment or ischemic diseases, and also for uh, bioprinting. Uh, our approach is, uh, in fact, to answer to real clinical needs, and therefore we are working in close uh, collaboration with clinicians and industrial as well, um, and, and uh, here at the CHU. And our multidisciplinary approach is uh, what is interesting and, and maybe quite unique is that we have really all the infrastructure to go to from the bench to the bedside, including animal testing, and and this also collaboration with clinician and industrial. So. Oh, I see. So you mentioned like a large focus of your team is investigating and evaluating these novel biomaterials. And in particular, a big focus is with hydrogels. So I'd like to ask, how can these injectable hydrogels be used in blood vessel embolization and cell therapy? So in fact, we have, um, we have used, uh, we have created smart hydrogel that are uh, liquid at room temperature, but that uh, gel in situ at the body temperature. So they can be injectable through small catheters or small needles, uh, and they rapidly form a cohesive gel, which can, after that, withstand uh, uh, the, the, the stresses and, and so on. And this hydrogel can contain either drugs, bioactive agent, or even cells uh, for the cell therapy uh, or bioprinting application. So the main achievement, we say, um, has been uh, really the design of a hydrogel which, uh, with better cell uh, compatibility and much stronger mechanical properties than the previous thermosensitive hydrogels. We were not the first to, to develop thermosensitive hydrogel or in-situ gelling hydrogels, but we really improved the cytocompatibility and the mechanical pro uh, properties uh, of this. And now we are using this, uh, well, one of the formulations, we have different uh, formulation, of course, but one of uh, the formulation uh, allows to occlude undesirable blood flow. Uh, you know, of course, we all know about opening arteries uh, using stents, but uh, in some cases also the blood flow are undesirable and we need to occlude them. Uh, so, for, for example, uh, some veins or uh, arterial venous malformation and so on. So this gel can be injected through a catheter and then it gel, it blocked uh, the, the flow and it prevents uh, the undesirable blood flow. And so we are doing that in, with, uh, in collaboration with an international uh, leader in endovascular treatment, 
uh, company. And another formulation has been uh, shown very promising results with cells. And so we can use them either as a microvolumic gel, so a gel that we can inject, or it's in the form of small microbeads that contain the cells and that are injected in the body. And they can either be released or just relieve their pro-angiogenic factors and, and so on. So, so we use it, for example, with T lymphocytes for the cancer treatment. Uh, which uh, so these T lymphocytes are delivered and grow in the scaffold, and they are then going to the uh, to to fight the cancer. Uh, so it's locally uh, locally injected through uh, close to the cancer, and we can uh, and they can uh, deliver the, the T cells, or we can put, uh, for example, mesenchymal stem cells to regenerate tissue to help for ischemic disease. So these T cells will uh, secrete their proangiogenic and immunomodulatory factors. And they saw that uh, in the scaffold themselves. That's so. That's why those scaffolds are very useful because otherwise the cells would rapidly die or be going uh, somewhere else than in the target tissue. Oh, I see. That's really interesting to see how your team is modifying these hydrogels and the wide range of applications for cancer research and also blood vessel embolization. So speaking more on specifics of your research, one of your recent publications actually investigated uh, fresh uh, bioprinting of biodegradable chitosan thermosensitive hydrogels, so sort of a mouthful, but compared with other types of these biomaterials, what makes these biodegradable chitosan hydrogels so unique? Your first, um, something that should be said that, you know, there is like hundreds of hydrogels and polymeric scaffold for drug delivery. And uh, I think, um, but when it's a question of cells, it's much more difficult because the cells uh, can be harmed by many factors. Uh, so we need to avoid any shock to the cells. Uh, so the, the chitosan gel that we have developed are unique in the sense because they uh, allow in-situ gelling, uh, easy mixing with the cells when they are in liquid, they have like a physiological pH, they are biodegradable. Uh, there is no cross-linker or any modification. They are easy to prepare, and all this is what the you know industrial want. Uh, they they like nice uh, nice work, but they nice they like simple stuff that can be easily transferred to the clinics. So the, I think this is one of the uh, the main advantage of these hydrogels. So excellent cell biocompatibility, good mechanical properties, tunable gelation rate, and easy preparation and mixing and everything. Oh my so, for, so this is for hydrogel in uh, in in general for for this uh, hydrogel for bioprinting application we can then, then discuss a bit later but uh, I think this is why they are unique for uh, in, uh, also for bioprinting. No, yeah, thank you for sharing. And as you mentioned, the bioprinting part for those who may not know, do you mind explaining what the fresh bioprinting method entails? Yeah. So first. Uh, uh, let me introduce three, uh, bioprinting by itself. So bioprinting is a kind of 3D uh, printing technique, but the difference is that we don't uh, use um, polymers or metal, uh, metallic materials. We use um, scaffold and, and in general hydrogels containing cells. So the idea is to create 3D structures containing cells uh, for, for example, as, um, drug screening or later for even for implantation and create new organs and tissues. Uh, so the fresh bioprinting uh, is um, a different approach which allows uh, to use a support bath because one of the main difficulties is when you use a hydrogel, they are not so hard or, or cohesive or mechanically strong. 
so they tend to collapse under the next layer and next layer. So if you use like um, materials such as collagen or chitosan, they tend not to, to make very nice resolution st uh, structures because they collapse under the. So using a support bath allows to them to create really nice uh, 3D structures, and then we can remove the bath, and we have this, the 3D complex structures done. So this is what um, what we can use with the, uh, the the principle of the fresh bioprinting technique. Oh, I see. So we've gone through, you know, the why these hydrogels are unique and the principle behind fresh bioprinting. So what problem or limitation did this fresh bioprinting method allow researchers to overcome in regards to the fabrication of these 3D structures with these chitizen hydrogels? Yeah. Well, in a way, I almost uh, gave you already the answer, but the uh, um... Uh, as I said, these chitotan uh, gels are very soft and tend to collapse. So I think the fresh bioprinting technique, what we developed is a new, uh, new support bath, a warm support bath that allows to take advantage of the thermosensitive properties of the chitotan gel. So it's a support bath that allows better resolution, but also that enables better chelation because it's warm, it's at 37 degrees, so the gel can really gel faster and more and create more cohesive structure otherwise we would we can see a huge difference when we uh, without the fresh uh, approach and with the fresh approach in terms of resolution and mechanical properties of the 3d structure that we are creating uh, using that so it's, it's make a big difference and it will allow for other uh, application as well we can use chitosan but mixed with other hydrogels such as high, uh, collagen for example uh, to, to create uh, other structures. Oh, I see. Thank you so much for explaining that for our audience. And thank you, Dr. LaRouche, for coming on our channel to share your research work. Well, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Have a nice day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and thank you to all Beats Research Radio listeners for your time. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram channels at Beats Research. Beats Research Radio is supported by the University of Ottawa Heart Institute, uh, Beats Research Laboratory, and the University of Ottawa. We hope to see you all next week.